Uh, I think this is the idea for a new segment, Pete. Mm, we'll talk about it off mic, I think. Mm. Okay, we'll talk about it off mic. I put a so. put a dog ear on this one. Yes, know what I mean? yes, yes. And don't steal it, audience. Don't yeah. you steal it. Don't don't steal it on your podcast, other people. <laughs> Joe Rogan, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and, he's uh, listening. He's listening to this. Uh, who else? Uh, Conan's on the podcast uh, game and now. Literally, you know I mean? literally every you know, person you can think of is on a podcast game. NPR, yeah, my dad, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two can play that game. Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller. And welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. That's right. If you have more than one friend, this podcast is not for you. No. Go to Mars. You know what I mean, Andrew? <laughs> Go to another planet That's right. uh, with all your friends and start a whole new world up there. That's right. You know? Yeah. Because down here on Earth, it's mano a mano. Just people with one friend. You know, you know the old saying, Pete? We claim Earth. You know Andrew old... and I claim Earth. You know what I mean? And you guys can have something else if, you, if you're so happy. That's right. They say, like... Uh people with more than one friend are from mars and people with one friend are from venus or some earth uh-huh yeah right that, is that what they say i forget this saying but, yeah, yeah yeah people with more than one friend is are from mars and people with one friend are from venus and then people on venus get ownership of earth oh <laughs> okay that makes sense now okay i just never understood that saying you know what i mean yeah no no it's kind of a it's kind of an old tradition you know what i mean right. it's kind of a it's like a grandfather clause. It's like, well, you still, you get Earth. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Right. Because you're on Venus. Yeah, our grandfathers wrote it. Yeah, that's oh. right. <laughs> oh, it's an old, you know, that's what you meant by old. Were, okay. They were big sci- sci-fi fans. They're big uh, L. Ron Hubbard uh, guys. Gotcha. You know I mean? Gotcha. Well, um, why? Which one was the, uh, or wait, which one was the one that was a sci-fi, only a sci-fi guy? You know what I mean? And not also a cult figure. <laughs> not also uh... the head of a cult. L. Ron Hubbard was yeah. I think the yeah Elron Hubbard was the just the not was the author and then Elron Leonard was uh, the Scientology guy uh oh I gotta look it up no, now I think Elron Hubbard is the Scientology guy oh I'm gonna look it up right now oh yeah you're right Elron Hubbard was the Scientology guy well who was the guy who was just Oh, Elmore Leonard was that the guy who's just a sci-fi novelist or whatever oh yeah Elmore man. I always get that. Oh, and he's not even sci-fi. Never mind. He just wrote like Get Shorty and Jackie Brown on stuff. What I just heck? always think of. I think in Lord of the Rings, there's somebody Elrond, right? Isn't there? Um, you're thinking of Elrond Hubbard, who was all over the making of Lord of the Rings. You know, <laughs> behind the scenes there in no, LA. I, you know uh, I mean? Okay, here I got. It. It's one of the elves. Is named Elrond. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, that's he's like the leader of the elves. Elrond. Elf. Uh-huh. Elfrond. I wonder if Tolkien was a Scientologist and that was just his little Easter egg. You know what I mean? Didn't seem like it. I don't know if I don't know anything about that actually. Anyway, yeah. So what anyway, is, what is this all about? This is a podcast all about <laughs> all about two player. That's a good theoretical. That's a good philosophical question, Andrew. What is this? Uh, all but we don't have time to get to that today because we're going to be doing our podcast about board games, Andrew. That's right. <laughs> and today specifically, we're going to be talking about the two player board game Mandala. Mandala. All right. This is a it's a fun one. It's mm-hmm. a it's a little card game here that we're going to be talking about. Yep, it's like a hand management uh, type card game that is a uh, theme focused on mandalas specifically, the ancient iconography. Maybe we should even talk about what mandalas are. I, I, I guess they're represented in all kinds of different forms of art, right? I, I know about them from like a big 
like tapestry in, in college my roommate used to have like two of these things hanging on his walls like big tapestry with like yeah kind of like a I don't know, it almost like a tie-dye kind of thing, but it's not that. But um yeah, that's probably how most people are familiar with it yeah. is seeing it like that because they are they're a design theoretically. They are they're a piece of art that is kind of geometrically based, if yeah. you will. It's all about circles because it's uh-huh. um these are pieces of art that generally represent views on life in general yes. and um, how how life functions, basically, and seen through the lens specifically of uh, Buddhists and some Hindu traditions and yeah. things of that nature. And so, um, so really, they are supposed to just be like microcosms of the world, basically, that you can sit and meditate on or use in, in, in other ways to kind of um, open your eyes to the way that the world works, to achieve a better understanding of the world. And uh, in this game, it's you, you. They're all printed on cards, and you're uh, you're basically <laughs> using them to you're uh, you're dishing them out to to win hands, basically. This game is also referencing kind of like we'll get more into this, I guess. Uh, but a, a type of mandala art where they build it out of sand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the design is out of sand, and then immediately after it's not immediately, but after it's done, and people look at it. Then they destroy it, and that's part of this game too. So yeah, yeah, that is um, a, a, a right, like you said, a specific subset of, of mandala art that I believe is pretty big in Tibet and Nepal uh, in that region, okay. um, where they very delicately make them out of sand, um, and then once it's done, they basically destroy them. They wash them away to signify that everything turns to dust. Everything go. Everything dies. Everything uh, eventually disappears. Know what I mean? Yeah, we're all going and in the then ground. And remade someday. again yeah. in the future. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yeah, very true, very true. <laughs> so, Andrew, now that we've kind of gotten into mandalas in general and the and and what those are in a very cursory glance, let's try to sum up this game, Mandala, in one sentence, if we could. Speaking of cursory glance. One sentence explanations. Okay, well, uh, this game for me in one sentence, I think this is just the perfect sentence for this. It's Mandala is that feeling when you're trying to make something nice in your art class, and then a bully comes over and just knocks all your stuff into the trash. <laughs> okay, I see. Hypothetically, or this is from uh, your experience? No, you know, I must, I just, it was somebody else it happened to somebody else a long, long time ago <laughs> sure my friend yeah. it was on sure, uh, sure, it was sure, on sure. tv i think uh don't don't let's not talk yeah. about it anymore okay <clears throat> it turn. was on the truman show starring andrew you know what i mean it's your life uh, that we watch all right pete's turn pete's uh, turn so okay enough of that my turn huh well let's sum it up in one sentence andrew when i say it's a game of hand management and pushing your luck that treats religious iconography like the stock market Oh, yeah, I could see that. It's uh, kind of commodifying, uh, you know, religious uh, artwork. But. I see, because you're getting points for the for the different art. Yeah, I know, I get it. You know, you're trying to stack them up and slap them down and use them to leverage other things and um, and they're worth trading them essentially. They're worth different amounts of points. Yeah, that's true. It is kind of like that. I didn't even think about it. And they're worth like different amounts, and then you yes, and then you store them up and yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of that, let's let's et talk cetera, a little bit about for people who have never played this game. Uh, how do you play yeah. this game? What is what is, what's what going goes on? into it? Yeah. Yep. So, Andrew, like we said, there are they're all printed on cards, basically, right? So, um, I think there are six different mandalas technically in this game, and then each mandala is uh, there's a different dominant color in each one. Yeah. And then each mandala is. Sl- 
design slightly different. Obviously, the design on the card looks a little bit different that goes into it. So not only does it is it a different design on the card, it also has a different dominant color on it. And then within those, there is uh, a certain number of those cards. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like like suits in a deck of playing cards. Yeah. Um, you have you know, 10 or whatever it is, 14 of the hearts, you know. Uh, so it's similar to that. You have a you have a certain number of the green mandalas in this. You have yeah. a certain number of the yellow mandalas in this, etc. And other than that, the only other component to the game is the actual game board itself. So it's really simple components. I think there's 108 cards in total, and then the game board, and that's it. That's really all that you use to play the game. There are no special cards or anything like that. I'll say that the cards themselves are square, which I thought was cool. You always nice to see a square card uh but then it kind of hit yeah. me it kind of hit me just just the other day when i was thinking about this they could have made them into circle cards wouldn't that been a cool because the the mandalas are all circles oh. like mm, just thinking that could be cool i could, like that they could double as coasters too i mean just saying okay well that's might be even more blasphemous but yeah <laughs> <laughs> the other the other just putting a coca-cola on a uh, piece of religious uh iconography but yeah sure well i mean they made a board game out of it whatever uh anyway <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yes, they did. The other interesting thing is that the board is not a board. It's a uh, piece of fabric. It's a cloth uh, board, yeah. uh, which is kind of unique, I'd say. It's one long piece of fabric, and on that piece of fabric, there are basically two mandalas on either side of, of that long rectangular piece of fabric, which signify two playing spaces, basically. What you're going to be doing is you're playing cards into the mandala, theoretically, that already exists on the board. And each mandala that's already on the board has essentially three areas. Each player has their own field, which is the area closest to them, basically. Oh, actually, I guess there's more than three areas. Each player has their own field, which is close to them, where they can play cards into. So that's two different areas on the board. And then in the middle, running through the middle across both mandalas basically there there is a section of what they call the mountain so it's just the the middle of the bigger mandala let's let's pause here on the mountain real quick because this is i think is very important to uh, bring up here okay um yeah i i just love it when we play a game pete and we come up with our own little phrases which are not in the rule book and nobody else says and uh so uh, Pete and I just yeah. love to when we when we play a card on the mountain we just say like to say okay I'm gonna go tell it on the mountain. We do say that. Yeah, it car- <laughs> it carries over into another like when you play on the field you say I'm gonna I'm gonna tell it on the field I'm gonna tell it into my cup you know which is the other part. Well, Andrew, I thought that was kind of a personal thing that kind of we shared kind of a special thing yeah. between me and you. But yeah, you can go ahead and just share that with the world no, if you want. I love it when that stuff it, happens. No I love when that stuff happens. You know. It, it happens in other <laughs> games, too, but it makes the games a little more okay. special to share it with my friend. You know? Yeah, it is nice. Yeah. Yes, thank you, Andrew. That's very sweet. Well, yes, yeah, so there is, a, there is a mountain portion of the model that you can play cards into, you and, go and tell as it on. Andrew said, you, 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 tell it on you can mountain. certainly go tell it on the mountain yeah. by playing a card into it if you so desire. And then you also have, in your section, you also have six different squares that are valued from one point up to six points and you eventually as the game goes on you eventually put cards into those squares and then that sets the value uh, of those cards on your personal side of the board basically and then there is man i i really messed up by saying there's three uh parts of this board because there's <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot actually okay so there's then the final part parts of the board, of the, board. <laughs> the final part of the board <laughs> are you sure is andrew you you referenced the cup 
Um, and yes. the cup is where you store the cards that you win, basically, that are at the end of the game going to, you're going to count up for your points. So yes. those are, that's the component of the game board, which as you said, is, is made out of uh, like linen, basically. It's a really nice cloth. It is essentially linen with all of the elements printed right onto it, screen printed onto it. It's a little tea towel, as they call it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah, that's, so what it, that's what it looks like. The way you play is pretty simple. Um, you can either, you know, when you play cards into the mountain, those are the cards that at the end you're going to take and put into your cup and score points with. Mm-hmm. The ones in the field, if you have more cards in your field than your opponent does, then you're going you're gonna to win the cards that are in the mountain or you get first choice of the cards that are in the mountain. Right. It's The mandala is complete and then immediately destroyed once you get at least one of all six colors in in the in that mandala yeah once you have representation of all the different colored mandalas in w- within the larger one of the two larger play areas of, mm-hmm. of mandalas then that mandala is completed and then you destroy it which is when you take the reward cards for away from the from the mountain and, and put them into your cup there's a lot of strategy in thinking about like okay which ones do i want to get at the end of this and which ones mm-hmm. do i not because the ones in your field are just going to get tossed out they don't count for anybody uh, anything right the field is only used as an area to put cards into to be the winner which yeah. as you said really just gets you first choice of right. taking the cards as a reward from the mountain you know what i mean there's a ton to think about because you're also thinking about okay well if i win then then my op- opponent is going to get the other card set of cards you know that i don't they're going to get and... second choice right. theoretically right and then uh, and then it goes back to you if there is a if there's a third choice to be made sometimes and then it goes is. back to them if there's a fourth fourth choice to be made so you're drafting the cards basically after the mandala is completed you then draft cards out of the mountain and yeah. obviously the best pick goes to the person who won which is the person who put the most cards into their field right they usually choose uh tom brady uh as their first pick usually uh-huh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the kicker is always last that was a good joke all right uh so anyway <laughs> there we go you're a huge football fan right i think so i like to say so <laughs> american football <laughs> yeah 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 i know that about you you know you know terms like tom brady no well interesting i mean i i said tom brady but i really i don't know i i hear that he's good but um i played fantasy football once in my life and my mm-hmm. uh i on purpose i picked uh, as many players named steve or steven for my team as i could and um yeah i i'll tell you this i didn't come in last place that season didn't come in last place. Now we're talking. Yep. So, all Steves. All Steves. Oops, oops all Steves. <laughs> it was a team of all Steves, and we, we didn't do that bad. So uh, it's a little yeah. in, insider tip well. for some of you people out there. <laughs> and that's really it. It's simple, Andrew. There's there's Those are the rules. You, you can play cards either into the field from your hand or into the mountain. When you play them into the mountain, you can only play one card at a time and then draw more. If you play into the field, you can play as many of one color into the field at a time as you want and to balance that out you don't draw any cards and then you just keep going until the mon until there's a representation of every color in the mandala yep and then you the winner starts drafting first and you take the cards into your cup and uh, and the first time that you take a card of a color it goes into your like s- those scoring squares um starting from the lowest score to the highest score so that it kind of sets 
every every game you might have a different um, score assigned to a, a color card depending on the order in which you take them basically because your first yeah. card of that color goes into there that sets the uh, the point value for that specific color card uh, for the entire rest of the game for you which uh, also kind of mixes it up and gives it a lot of uh, variety which I think is very cool too there's a lot of things about this game that even though it, it's so simple it does add a lot of variety to it, which is nice. There is a lot of variety, and there's a lot to think about. I, f- I found this strategy, um, you have to play a l- more than two or three times to really get a handle on the strategy. And even that, I don't think, you know, it, you could play this 10 or 20 times and still be learning things about the strategy. Mm-hmm. Be- because each, each game is so different, you have to kind of adjust on the fly and uh, react yeah. react to what your opponent's doing. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely one of those games, Andrew, where like when we started playing it, we were like, all right, I'm just going to make these moves. I don't really know why I'm making them or like yeah. why I wouldn't do this or why I would do that. And then by the time we got to like our second and third game, it was, it was just clicking. We were like, oh, well, of course I want to do this because this. You know what I mean? And so it just right. kind of unfolds like that, which is a very nice feeling. Yeah. There's a lot of pressing your luck, which is kind of exciting. It's like, I don't know, I, mm-hmm. I could end this right now, but I'm going to hold on to this card and not do it. And then you hope that your opponent doesn't end it or you hope that they do end it. Yep, all yep, kinds yep. of different things to think about. So Yeah, and you can be like, I think I'm, I really think I'm going to win this mandala. I think I'm going to get first choice. So I'm really going to load up on these, like putting more cards into the mountain so that I get a really big jackpot at the end. But you're actually leaving time for the other opponent to maybe take you over, like actually put more cards into their field to win the mandala in the meantime, which happened with us a number of times, actually. And you go, oh, cripes. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) now I'm losing. And it's like, well, now I got to do something to... I don't want them to get all those cards. You know what I mean? And uh, and you might be like, well, now I'm going to actually stock up on the second place because I know I'm going to get second place, you know? Yeah. Stuff like that. There's also uh, uh, like little tiny rules. Like if a mandala gets completed, if all the colors go into the mandala and one of the players has put no cards into their field, they get the draft cards uh, like normal, but they don't get to keep them. They go right into the discard pile. So you just lose points. It's a, it's like a punitive measure um, if you never play anything into the field. So there's little little rules like that, too, that pop up that you can use strategically as well. Yeah, that's a and real... They, just give it a lot of variance. That's a real bad feeling when that happens, I can say from experience. You t- you, you want to put some in your yeah. field because, boy, it uh, it hurts it, uh, when you don't get to take any of those cards. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of like trick-taking element to this as well, and I know there's a game called Bure that um, is very big for, for gamblers, uh, oh. especially in the NBA, so I hear. Speaking <laughs> of sports, baby. But uh, but there, I know there's a similar punishment in that where like if you didn't take any cards you have to like match the pot or something like that so it's like the idea of a complete blunder of tactics or whatever on a, on a given play can uh, can cost you big you know what i mean so make yeah. sure you cover your butt so yeah there's a lot to this i think that gives it uh it gives a lot of spice baby <laughs> uh we're not playing but uh, andrew we're not playing jaipur it's uh <laughs> playing the mon- mandala <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Andrew, tell me uh, how this Spicy Baby came to be. Give me a little (laughs) bit of history on this game. All right, I'm going to open up this Spicy Baby's history, and uh, I'll tell you about it. It's actually a relatively new game. Uh, Probably This is, ooh, correct me if I'm wrong, this might be the 
the most recent release of any game we've covered on this show. This came out in 2019. Mm, this yeah. might be. I think yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it came out in 2019, so very recently. Uh, it was designed by two guys named Trevor Benjamin and Brett Gilbert. Um, they both are living in the UK, and... Brett Gilbert designed the several games. Like he's he's pretty, you know, I wouldn't say prolific, but he's got a lot of games under his belt. Um, Elysium might be his most famous. I know um, a lot of people mm-hmm, might be familiar mm-hmm. with that one. Um, but he's also yep. done he's done a wide range. He's done a lot of like kids games too. Like uh, one that stuck out to me was he did a Gruffalo game. That's a big book in my house. I don't know if you're familiar with this book, Pete, about the Gruffalo. But, oh, um, no. yeah, I. Um... It's a big deal. It's a it's a real big deal. So he's kind of a celebrity in your house. Yeah, yeah. Parents out there just going nuts as I'm saying this. Um, yeah. Anyway, The Gruffalo, good book. Pick it up. But he has designed a lot of uh, games with this other guy, Trevor Benjamin. Uh, they've kind of worked as a duo here in a lot of games. Uh, Dice Heist is one. And another one that came out the same time as uh, Mandala was it's called Maya. And that's going to tie into this game, actually. They were working together, and they kind of had this idea for a game and then at one point in the process it it branched off into two different ideas maya is a board game for multiple players so we'll never touch it then they they were trying to come up with a card game version of that board game that they were working on and that ended up being this and but by the time that they were by the time they were released they're hardly recognizable as as similar anymore which i think is kind of interesting right you know it's like they they don't really have anything in common (laughs) but uh, yeah they just started out just using cards and came up with a card game and then uh i guess it was trevor benjamin who who said that uh, the mandala theme was his idea i couldn't get couldn't figure out where he came up with that i don't know if he's he's into that kind of thing or not or he just like you said he just kind of appropriated <laughs> it for this game yeah maybe i don't know well i don't know i'm not gonna say because i didn't look it up that's eh, not for me to say but no, maybe so anyway they they wanted to get this published by lookout games uh which was eventually the publisher but it took some convincing and they weren't they didn't want to publish it at first and <laughs> apparently this is true it was eventually the artwork and the linen play mat that won over the publishers. And they said, okay, well, you're going to have a linen. Hey. <laughs> you know? You're going to have a linen play yeah, mat. Yeah, I mean, that's... I don't think that doesn't that doesn't surprise me too much because I feel like that is some of the most remarked upon stuff that people when people talk about this game that's it often comes up the artwork and the Lynn and Playmat are are like two big points of conversation about this game. I guess publishers out there are just thinking to themselves, you know, oh yeah, fun game, but you got to have some something to catch people on, you know, something unique. It's got to be a hook. Yeah, it's got to be a Especially hook. for something like this because it is very simple, you know. Yeah. And so it it, it it would be easy for people to look over, I think, otherwise. Yeah. So, so anyway, the uh, Lookout Games, I just wanted to mention that one of the founders of Lookout Games is our old friend Uwe Rosenberg. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I love Lookout Games, yeah, and, and Uwe specifically. Agricola fame and of course for us patchwork fame. I I remember when we looked at the box for this, I noticed across the bottom it says real big for two players, and I thought to myself, man, that looks just like the patchwork box. They had the same font and everything, and it turns out it was the yep. same. Yeah, so there it was. That's the history of this game. I guess they, they took the idea for the theme from the sand, like I mentioned at the top, the sand mandalas made by monks. But then when they destroy them, apparently they do, uh, in real life, they put the different colors of sand into jars, and then they put them into 
the into a river, mm-hmm. which is part of the cere- like the whole destroying of the the mandalas, the ceremony as well. So I think that's kind of what they're going for with the cup. They're you're putting it into into a, to a jar, and then isn't that okay when you're putting it across the bottom of the board? It's called like the river, I think maybe. Yeah, the river. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Okay, so I, I see. I think yeah, that's very clever. Yeah, I think that's what they're going for there when you destroy it. But that's it. It was pretty straightforward. So I guess all I can say is just let's review on this. review on this okay andrew why uh, we can go ahead and review on this then if you so desire i did in so this desire. segment andrew we're gonna read a person's review of the game and then we're gonna assume what their life is like based on what they decided to put on the internet under their username <laughs> wait well hold on hold on a second nobody would ever do that these poor people putting things on the internet you're saying that we're just going to come along and just assume what they're like and just make judgments on them? I mean, come on. Who would do that? Well, Andrew, I'm going to do it right now, I think. So I'll... Oh, wait. That's, <laughs> so that, happens on, that happens me. on the internet all the time? That's what the internet's for? Okay. All right. Sure. <laughs> it's kind of the whole thing of behind the internet that the with the Winklevoss twins uh, <laughs> came up with the internet uh, so that people could judge, you know, <laughs> the, what the people Winkle, said on the internet. The Winklevoss know. twins came up with the internet? Yeah, I guess they did. All right. The, the Winkle, the Winkles. Andrew, this person gave Mandala a 5.5 out of 10, and they said, the cards were also a little annoying, being a weird shape. That was part of their review. Oh, the cards on. were also a little annoying, being a weird shape. Okay, well, as we said, Andrew, they're square, so <laughs> it's actually a pretty common shape. It's actually one of the most common shapes, I'd say. You know, some might even say that it's literally the first or second shape that they learned. So right, right. I think maybe weird is kind of a kind of an odd way to describe squares. I don't know. What do you think, Andrew? This person just like walking through people's houses, looking at looking at their windows, being like, why are your windows shaped yeah. so weird? You know, that's a weird shape this for a window. It's weird, man. <laughs> hey, let's talk about this wall because it's a little weird. It's kind of freaking me out. It's a little, it's kind of a weird shape. They're, they're like going like, what? <laughs> they, they live in a hot, they live in a hobbit hole. In a, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's Bilbo, ba- Bilbo Baggins looking at squares going, You're right. uh, what's this? You know what I mean? <laughs> Bilbo Baggins wrote that review on his, uh, on his, yeah. on his circular, uh, MacBook. Uh, it's got a yeah, circular kind of a, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a clamshell uh, laptop. That's that right. He, uh... yeah, it's like a little compact. <laughs> it's like a little compact for makeup. You know, it's like you open it up. It's like a little surface. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, Tolkien. You know, that's how probably how the internet works in uh, Lord of the Rings. Is that's you right. You probably open up uh, some sort of mirror and yeah. uh, and you say, "Ooh, mirror, show me pictures of Disney characters making out." You know what I mean? And then it goes like, "Okay," you know. Are you 18? You know what I mean? It's The it, mirror says that back to you. It's and, canon. It's canon. <laughs> Andrew, this person gave it a 6 out of 10. They said, part of my disappointment comes from the square cards. They are awful. What? I'd love the game if it was played with a giant bag of colored glass beads. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So here we are at another person who just can't stand square cards for some reason. Honestly, Andrew, <laughs> this came up countless times. Everybody really? said they're tough to shuffle. I think that is uh, wrong, personally, but okay. Come it's on. Just, I think this is just fear of anything. that People just hate when something is out of the ordinary. So they're used to playing cards being rectangular or whatever. So when do you even have to shuffle? They hate the idea of these squares. You, you just shuffle once, right? In you the do. Beginning of the you game. shuffle. 
just, but just once. Yeah, beginning. I guess that's true. Yeah, because when you when you're done with the discard pile, well, you would sh- I guess you would shuffle and then finish, and and the rules say you're oh, done after that turn I, or whatever. I guess you but could. Uh, but generally, generally just once a game. You're right. And also, it's and there's 108 cards, so there's a lot. But you can do it. It's not a problem. And also, this person says that they'd rather play with like a a giant bag of colored glass beads, which is. Uh completely different so i mean like yeah sure i'd love to play this game and instead of square cards i'd like for all the pieces to be you know paid days off from work for me you know what i mean <laughs> that sounds great to me Pete's just hoping his boss tuning in right now so they uh, we aren't you hear yeah. that pete's boss wink mm-hmm. you know right. what i mean <laughs> but but we aren't talking about making it into a whole different game andrew we can't get into that it's a game about mandalas it's yeah. not a game about glass beads thanks very much so that box would weigh a ton i feel like 108 yeah beads in there i mean yeah 108 beads yeah yeah it's like hey you just want to play mancala which is oh wow i wonder yeah i'm just realizing now that every time you search for this game by the way it says did you uh, mean mancala you know what i mean not because <laughs> it's only one letter difference so maybe this person thought they were getting mancala and they got this game instead and they're like <laughs> they're like i wish there were actual <laughs> beads in this i mean this remake stinks. There used to be beads. You know what I mean? They think. <laughs> oh, that makes sense now. That could be it. I didn't. That is a good point. I forgot to bring that up. You, it do, Google does oh, every single time correct you. They're like, nope, you mean you mean Mancala? No, Mandala game. You can't even type well, in. Well, please, Man- Andrew. Andrew, Google's not sponsoring this uh, podcast, so we probably shouldn't say their name. We'll we'll just say oh. the search engine. Yeah, that's mean? right. Well, I was kind of saying something negative about them anyway, but whatever. It, that's fine. All right. Well, don't do that because they might they might actually sponsor us. Oh, Andrew. whoa. Okay. I didn't know that. All right. Um. Anyway, my favorite search. Uh, I love search engines. Well, it's possible, I guess. Okay. Yeah, we love we love the big G. We, you know what I mean? <laughs> we love popular search engines. Yep, we love them here. We love popular search engines, specifically ones who got deep pockets. And we love, you know, which one I love the best, Andrew? The one that's going to be giving us the highest figure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So get at me, Bing. You know, <laughs> get at me, Ask Jeeves. <laughs> I'll say that uh, Yahoo. When I go on Yahoo, they uh, they say, do you, need, "Do you mean Nelson Mandela?" I'm like, no, man, you're way off. Oh, They're yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, and you say it like that, you go. No, and it's like okay, Andrew. Maybe maybe put the brakes on a little bit. You know what I mean? You maybe you should actually be looking up Nelson Mandela and taking a little bit of a lesson. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I didn't mean that. I mean no. It's it, he's great. Okay. No, 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 no. It's fine. You said it already, Andrew. That's fine. We get it. You don't. We get it. You never want to look up Nelson Mandela. No, no, no. He's he's more. He did. Sure. He's more important and better than this game and, and Mancala. Great guy. Okay, I'm I'm all on board. Please don't. Please don't. Say All right. That. Well, Andrew, we also might get sponsored by Lookout Games, so don't go that far. Okay. I mean, let's just say everything's great. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can't say anything anymore in this PC podcast. Okay. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cancel culture is going crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I Pete just um, canceling me every every moment I get just because he's worried about sponsors. <laughs> over here. Andrew's going to be uh, look out for our our new promotional art where Andrew has a piece of like duct tape over his mouth or whatever, <laughs> and it says you know like censored or some dumb thing like this <laughs> all right back to the reviews andrew let's get into this review which is a seven out of ten they said the tea towel board is cool but the layout is not great the spacing is odd and no one can work out where the fields are at first er, nope i'll stop you there i could work out where the fields are andrew 
you know, right from the start, because I read the manual that tells you where the fields are, you know? Yeah, it's got a nice diagram in there of where all the fields are. Yeah, it's just a picture of the board, and then on one portion of it, it says, this is the field. So, And then I read that, and so I knew where the field was, personally. <laughs> That's just me, maybe, Andrew. I don't know. Uh, I feel like there's some sort of projection going on here from this, this reviewer, you know what I mean? Hey, none of us can figure out where the areas on the board are. We're all clueless, you know? Uh, that's just, uh, that's you, bud. We're good over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, this person gave it a 7 out of 10. They said, among other things, they said, it feels like a nice spouse game. And that stuck out to me, Andrew, because this guy's going to marry his board game. What the <laughs> heck's going on over here? You know what I mean? <laughs> he's leaving notes. I mean, I'm not going to yuck his yum, but, you know. Yeah, he's leaving notes for himself in his board game reviews. Like, oh, this one might be a nice spouse. He's, yeah, okay. Well, Andrew, this person gave it an 8 out of 10. They said, great game. It takes a few plates to begin getting the depth of it. Hmm. Well, Andrew, hmm. this person could have simply typed plates instead of plays, I think, possibly. You know what I mean? It takes yeah. a few plays. But they also could be eating board games, Andrew. Okay. <laughs> Let's just. Let's this could be the this could be the account of someone who eats board games right. and then reviews, you know, the depth of their flavor and texture. All right. Let's not just assume a typo. Let's really dig into this person and be like, oh, <laughs> oh, you, oh, you, what do you eat I your mean, games now? <laughs> like, no, it's just a typo. Yeah, I mean, it take it actually, honestly, that typo is pretty wild. Plates from plays. So I mean, it's it's just out there enough that this person might be a board game eater. That must have been one of those autocorrects on a phone. I'm, well, I'm looking at the keyboard, actually. Y is right next to T, so it's possible, but did they, uh, did they get the E? All right. Did they Encyclope get the E in there? Encyclopedia Brown over here. Well, yeah. I the just... E's in there, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but then it would take over. You know you know how uh, you know how that one search engine is, you know what I mean, with taking over uh, on uh, autocorrect. You know I know I mean? which It's almost like they're engine. practically, it's like they want to do it for you. You know what I mean? It's and it's like, uh, I can take care of this. Thanks they're very like, much. They're like, popular, hey. popular search engine. Insert popular search engine here, you know. They're like, did you mean it takes a couple of plates? It's like, and then it shows tasty board games pictures on there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, anyway, more power to this guy. Uh, hopefully he gets on the Guy Fieri network. Andrew, this person <laughs> gave it an 8 out of 10, and they said, Very cool abstract card game with a truly beautiful presentation. I wish more games would come with cloth boards like this. Now, Andrew, oh, I, like that I don't know that I have a particular preference for cloth over cardboard. You know what I mean? In terms of a game board. Right. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't I get I don't care either way. They're both nice, you know what I mean? But also, here's a one thing. I, so I'm wondering to myself, why does this person have such a preference? I like I don't have a strong preference, but they seem to really really into it. So maybe they're just very cold, you know what I mean? And they're like, Well, I wish all of my board games came you know, with a cloth uh, uh, in them so that I, you know, I wouldn't have to buy any more blankets. Right. These all of these cardboard boards are kinda uh not not keeping the heat in well enough. Finally, yeah, I got a cloth board. I mean, this is a tiny. This would be a tiny blanket, but um, yeah, but it's a bit. Yeah, but that's why they want all. That's why they're saying. I wish more of them came came with them. You know what I mean? Right. Then they'd be like, so then, then I'd have a lot. So then, are you saying that they're going to take all the boards out of all their board games every night and lay them over individual body parts on them? Or are they going to sew them together? What's their, what's your master plan here? I, I don't. I just don't. Mm, I think the former. The latter would. If you did, if you did the latter, then you wouldn't be able to play the games individually right. anymore. So no, it's got to be the former. Well, okay. How about this then, uh, Mr. Genius? <laughs> I mean, I just what think it would be easier to buy a blanket. What? I mean, I don't know. Call me old-fashioned. Well. But... 
you know. Well, then, but then you got to also buy a blanket in addition to all those cloth board games you have. So, so it's like so uh, in your budget, your head, you've got you've you got know, room for blankets or board games. That would be a lot of board games too. One or the other. I, I feel like one blanket is a lot cheaper than like you know twenty board games or however many you're going to need for this. Uh, not the blankets I buy, buddy. Oh, you know I mean? okay. You're buying. Uh, That's what we're talking about. You're high buying, thread count. Yes. What is a high uh, thread count? Well, I guess maybe. So okay. So maybe here's another option. Okay. They got a bunch of guinea pigs, okay? And ah. they put the small game board size cloths on them as blankets. Yeah, now okay? we're talking. And they're like, well, I wish I could get more of these things. You know what I mean? So I could yeah. cover up my little babies at night, you know? I think you cracked it right there. That's I think perfect. we cracked it. Um, you, just got, you just got to read between the lines on some of these reviews. People don't want to come out and say it. Yeah. That they have a lot of guinea pigs. But you're, you're exactly right. No questions. Right. Well, for them, it's normal life. So they don't, uh, you know what I mean? If you don't, that's on you if you don't get it. You know what I mean? Right. They go, they go, wait, do you have guinea pigs? And they go, oh, duh. And they slap their forehead. And they go, sorry, I forgot that I just assumed, you know. I thought everybody knew about my, my guinea pigs, you know right. what I mean? Because they're kind of a big, big part of my life. It's like, it's like, uh, but yes, I have them, you know. It's like asking, like, do you have like, you know, spoons and forks in your house? You know, it's the same thing. It's like, just, right? You know, you assume everybody. Yeah, it's like I just, I thought you would have assumed I did. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I forgot that you're kind of not a spoon fork person. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is fine, I guess. You know. Right. That's what they say to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got Andrew, it. this person, this is the last one. This person said, uh, they gave it an 8 out of a 10, by the way. 8 out of 10. They liken it. Okay. They said, don't understand the it's too long critiques. Mm-hmm. We play it in 10 or 15 minutes. Andrew, while I'm looking through all the reviews of this game, Andrew, that I could find on the internet, <laughs> I never once saw an it's too long critique <laughs> no. in my gosh darn entire day digging through this stuff andrew so this is completely fabricated everyone in the world (laughs) says this is a good this is a good fast game it goes fast no one in the world has said it is too long so like what's going on here is this person just making up critiques you know what i mean just so they can counter them you know what i mean that's so they're like um yeah it just seems kind of out there this is here's here's another one from this person this is my assumption here's another one don't know why everyone says this game is way too focused on hamburgers. I didn't even see a sing- single hamburger in this game. You know what I mean? Like it's like, all right, bud. No one has said that there. It's clearly, you know. <laughs> I wonder yeah, where, this, where, uh, where this person got this idea. Yeah, it's like uh, that's interesting. And I will say for the audience, Pete does spend a lot of time looking up these reviews, uh, and so he, he usually takes a full day. Yeah, right. So. Uh, wow, that's so funny. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe just like somebody in his house said that, and then he's like, oh, "I can show you." And then they started playing super fast. Started doing like a speed run of a Mandala or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Oh, hey, uh, hate to stop the conversation here, but uh, we got a visitor, Pete. Can you guess who it is? What? Yep. Is it uh, the guy who e- eats board games? Close. Dropping off our weekly meal for us Actually, of I ha- uh, meeples. I haven't asked him that. We should ask when he comes. It's it's Dr. Fraser Crane. Dr. Fraser Crane. Well, come on in, Dr. Fraser Crane. This is, of course, our countdown of the top ten phrases that you'll most commonly hear someone say while playing this game. You're going to hear these phrases all the time. Number ten. Go tell it on the mountain. No, no wait, no, wait. Go uh, tell it on the field, and uh, that will force me to tell it into my cup. Number nine. Unfortunately for you, my friend, this game is the perfect tool for me to teach you the four noble truths of Buddhism. So strap in for some hard truths. Number eight. Hey, uh, that's a beautiful mandala you got going on over there. It'd be a shame if someone came along and uh, 
finished it for you. Number seven. The first noble truth is suffering, which will be what I'll be causing you with how I play this game against you. Number six. What's your favorite color? Oh, red? Really? Well, I'm just going to play red in my field just to spite you. Number five. The second noble truth is what causes suffering, which in your case right now is me. Number four. Okay, let me just place down my first card and... Oh! Oh, you... You didn't use fabric softener? No, I can tell. Don't lie. Number three. The third noble truth is ending suffering, which will happen once I've made my final move and whoopty good. Number two. Hey, buddy, you got any quarters? I gotta take my board games to the laundromat. Number one. And the fourth noble truth is the eightfold path, which is where I fold your butt in half eight times from Tuesday, send you packing on a path out of here, and you come back next week with a game that you think you're good at. Chess break. Okay, it's time for a chess break. And uh, we gotta take a little bit of break from Mandala because it's just it's too much. I'm getting I'm getting worn out. All that uh, hard mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All that hard uh, sand art, I guess. Anyway, yeah. we're we're gonna take a break from that. Hey, as uh, well as Anakin would say <laughs> Here we go. I, what does he say? He goes, uh, I hate I hate the sand. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. What does he say? Uh, actually that's a common commonly miss. Uh, said quote uh, it's kind of like where everybody says like luke i am your oh, father. oh like luke i am your father right mm. where it's actually i just i am your father he doesn't say i hate sand he says i don't like sand and then he says uh. he says i don't like sand and then he says i don't remember the rest of it. it's like it's coarse it's irritating it's 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 definitely coarse, coarse yeah, yeah, it's rough yeah. it's irritating and it gets everywhere that's the part that i like and it gets everywhere <laughs> yeah 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 well anyway so like anakin let's move on from sand and right into the old right into your your chess move that's Andrew. right into jedi chess uh it is my move in our ongoing game of chess and so uh the chess game is really heating up here and it's about to heat up even more okay my move you ready for this i'm gonna be yeah. taking i'm gonna be taking my knight to the square e4 and that's gonna be take, okay. that's gonna be taking your pawn I'm going to be taking your palm with my knife. No. Yeah, that's right. Now, uh, for... The, Come on. The working man, you're just going to, you know. For the eagle-eared listeners, uh, that is the first pawn take of the game. Uh, now, Pete Pete it's, has taken mm. Pete has taken both of my bishops. Ooh. I only took one of your bishops. So I'm still technically losing the game by a few points. But I got a piece advantage, baby. But, yeah, you got two two minor pieces. I only got one. But I did get the first pawn, so that's that's not worth nothing. Okay, now we're talking. Yeah, so I know you want revenge, but we ain't got time. We got to get going back to our sand art here. Oh, dang it. Well, all right. I'll get revenge later then. I'll, I'll let you know the next time I have time for revenge, Andrew. Okay, perfect. I want to get right back into this terrific game of artwork, Andrew, and spread the love like a, like a paintbrush. In fact, let's party it up, Andrew. I'm talking about being the life of the party. Life of the party. I guess we can be the life of the party. I don't know. We're not always known for that. But here we go. We're going to turn uh, this game for two people, Mandala, into a party game, right? So Yeah, even though you ain't going to no party, you uh, lonely sucker. That's right. Uh, it's going to be a game for lots and lots of people here at a party. So uh, yep. what do you think? I, I, I had this idea. I don't know what you think about this. Do you remember these things that were popular? I don't think they're really that popular anymore. Definitely not nowadays, but... Um, 
uh, where people they do like runs like five k's or whatever, and then people would just be like throwing colored sand at them. You remember these things? It's like oh, it's like a color sure, run. Sure, they're called color runs. Color runs. Color runs. Yeah, yeah. I think. So yeah. I think you mm-hmm. could just I think you just do a color run in your house, and then um, it it looks really beautiful, and then. Like at the end, you get like points for um, who has the most colors on them or the different, like I guess two people are playing the game and then everybody else is just running around throwing colored powder at each other in your house, getting it all over okay. the place. And then uh, at the end, you look at, okay, so in, you know, orange was worth three and yellow was worth five. And so then you just kind of see who. Who's- I gotcha. Maybe you random, maybe you have randomly placed different colored cards on uh, in the in the value uh, sections of, yes. of your two boards or something like that yeah and then at the end you flip them up and suddenly you're gonna see you know who wins based on h- how many times the color appears on the people's bodies right now I'm just gonna where it's like aha like my my on my board orange is worth six uh-huh. and there's a ton of orange now I'll just say though I'm gonna caveat this with uh we're never gonna play this at my house for two reasons one um, I'm not gonna be cleaning up all that powder all over my house and, and two we're just gonna not gonna have enough people to play it anyway because you know it's just me and you anyway so yeah that's true yeah, yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> So here's my idea. Okay. You mentioned that in your college days you had uh, – or you knew somebody who had a tapestry hanging up that was essentially a mandala. It was uh, a bunch right. of uh, geometric circles that were in a very nice design that were reminiscent of kind of like Buddhist iconography like that. Right. Well, well, let's cash in on that, baby, because those things are all over the place in like dorm rooms. You know what I mean? It's um, uh-huh. It's kind of like having uh, – people, people put that stuff up and they have no idea what it means or signifies, just like people who have like – little statues of buddha and they have you know they (laughs) their life is as far from buddha's life as could be you know kind of (laughs) thing so it's like uh all of these neoliberal yuppies with their (laughs) well i feel like sometimes maybe they can they could get these little buddha statues at like spencer like hot spencers like we've been talking about you know yeah well those are pretty sick though those are the ones that you know you can put incense in their like their mouth has like a little like weed joint hanging out of it oh. that you can burn incense out of so it looks like buddha it looks like buddha's getting blazed up you know what i mean those (laughs) are good Oh, okay. Because that's funny. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, that's, that's irreverent funny. Oh. is what we call that. Oh, is that? Yeah. Okay, I didn't. I don't get the joke, but okay. So here's what you do. You crash college parties at your local university, Andrew, uh-huh. and then you sneakily, you know, you sneak in and there's loud Euro techno blaring or whatever, you know, and the strobes are going off and everything like that. You know what I mean? Everybody's yeah. drinking Natty Light or that's whatever. That's how it you is. Know? Yep, okay. And then you, you sneak in, you know, and you try it. Now, in our case... You, we got to like wear a backwards hat or something like that because we're very obviously two old creepy men. Right, we're that meme. Who's that guy? Uh, the <laughs> hello fellow kids. Steve Bashimi. Yeah, Buscemi. hello fellow kids. Bashimi. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's us. That's absolutely us for okay. sure at this at this age for sure. Good. But if the lights are dark enough, you know, we might be able to pass it off. You know, what you do is you kind of sneakily steal one of those mandala type tapestries off the wall. Know what I mean? Most people, they're if you go late enough in the party, they're not going to notice anyway. And then you know you. You go out and you try to get as many of those as possible, Andrew. So maybe after oh. a few hours or something like that, you meet back up and you compare your fields, you know, quote unquote, uh-huh. which is to say all of your collected tapestries. And the winner is whoever has the most maybe of like the same type or something like that. Yeah. You know, because there's those things are they just mass produce those things. So they're, you're bound to have like sometimes you're going to have like two or three of the same one that you stole from, you know five different right. dorm rooms across the uh, you know university or whatever. But you could also have maybe like a wild card of the night. You know what I mean? Where like maybe that night 
it's like that poster of Johnny Cash flipping the bird is <laughs> is is wild. You know what I mean? Right, right. So he's like the Joker's wild of the of the bunch. So maybe that can help count towards your total too. Now what if the person, and then you just you know what if they what if you find a, a poster with a mandala on it like one that like glows in black light or something like that does that count oh or, that's great that's got to be worth a lot yeah yeah oh, yeah okay. absolutely I think right. that counts for okay. sure yeah 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 it's a poster and it's like um, Peter Griffin's head you know what I mean like in in the a spiral it spirals in on itself know what I mean and then it uh, but then there's also Brian like Brian from Family Guy's head is also kind of like popping out like a magic eye yeah that counts as a as a as a mandala uh for the uh, for the current age i think there's a lot of monks out there who are like looking at a picture of quagmire you know what i mean and just kind of zinning out you know what i mean these days <laughs> that's a comment yeah that for sure that's so yeah those definitely count and and i think i think honestly andrew i think you play for whatever you want you know what i mean but maybe just the winner gets like all the tapestries and posters they they just get them all like pink slip style you know what i mean yeah and also and then maybe uh they could sell them back to like college students you know what i mean for a profit like they just resell them basically and make oh, some money perfect maybe the loser has to sell them like on the quad you know what i mean and the winner gets the money gets you know? the money that, kind of that arrangement yep. yeah mm-hmm. no perfect um, that's my idea it's like a scavenger and i love it That'll be fun. Oh, whoa. Speaking of fun, uh, hello. I think we got some fun ringing our line as we speak, Andrew. It's time for an acquaintance call-in. Acquaintance call-in. Yeah, that's right. It's acquaintance call-in. And in this segment, we talk to somebody who many shows would refer to as a friend of the show. But of course, for our show, that would be disingenuous because we have no other friends. Let's go ahead and talk to an acquaintance, though. Someone who's calling in now. Someone who we just know. Andrew, who we got on the line today? (laughs) Okay, well, today we have a special guest here that we're talking to Mr. Sam Turner from the uh, Staying In podcast. So, Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks thanks for having me. Good to have you from another uh, another board game slash geek podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not familiar, staying in, they talk all about uh, board games, video games, right? Every, everything. Everything you can do within your within your domicile, right, Sam? But, but th- that's the idea. Is you know uh, anything you can do in your house? Basically, we will talk about anything yeah. that basically can't get wet. We will. Yes. Talk about. I love it. I love it. Anything that's not weather dependent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I'm a huge hermit myself, so it, this it's perfect for me because I, if I, you know, could choose, I would never leave my house probably. So <laughs> sometimes you don't have a choice these days. Right? Sometimes I don't have a choice. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, and Sam, you're you're joining us from uh, from across the pond, right? Uh, in the in the UK. I am. I am. We we are all based in uh, England. I'm in a place called Cheshire at the moment, cool. which is kind of like the north in the north of England. Sure, known for the cat. That's the cold and wet part, basically, of, of the country. Ah, okay, That's okay. Why. Gotcha. Why. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> That's great. And you got and y'all are are basically five hours or so in the future of us, I believe. So I just wanted to tune in and make sure anything that we should know about anything that happened in the past five hours that we should. Uh, um, nothing, uh, nothing really of note <laughs> at the moment, I don't Phew. think, but just, but uh, I'd maybe just make sure in the next hour or so, just pour yourself a glass of water and make Uh-oh. sure you're sitting down. <laughs> oh, <not>. no. Okay. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers, I guess. Okay. Oh, no. no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why ruin the fun? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I don't know if this episode will air then. We might be uh, under a huge uh, meteor. No. <laughs> It'd be great if a meteor was coming and you knew about it, Sam, and your advice for us was to pour a glass of water and take a seat. <laughs> yeah, what else are you going to do? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> well, Sam, we brought you on, Sam, to talk about this game, Mandala. Mm. Uh, oh, Andrew, um, I got to and- stop you there. Before we get into uh, the talking about uh, Mandala, um, uh, Sam, you know, our audience has, uh, uh, that's listening right now is like, I could swear oh these gosh. people are friends right now by the way they're talking. You know what I mean? I almost but, forgot. So we have to verify for them. Sam, uh, this is true, right? We're, we are only acquaintances, right? We are not friends. Uh, yeah, I can confirm that we are just just acquaintances. If we were friends, I would have given you different advice heading into the yeah. apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. Giving us a little bit more than uh, than five hours advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's good to know. Uh, good. I mean, uh, that way, Andrew, now we've sealed our future. We will die alone. Just me and you. <laughs> that's the way we want it. <laughs> like Pompeii will be covered in dust. Uh, literally, uh, we'll be like uh, rock frozen statues of us texting each other, and they'll see uh, <laughs> they'll see our texts, and it'll be like, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what we would be texting each other. Uh, be like, hey, um, you want, you up for game mandala right now yeah exactly and they'd be like (laughs) so we've seen uh from uh, your social media post that you you're kind of a fan of mandala is that true Uh, what are your thoughts on the game oh absolutely it's one of the standout two-player games that i've played in a long long time it's me and my wife that basically played the majority of, of the games in our house so for a long time when we when i was starting to get into the hobby about three or four years ago it was two player games that I really focused in on. Mm. So, you know, we started off with all the staples like Patchwork and uh, Lost yeah. Cities and yeah. um, The Duke and mm-hmm. lots of things like that. And then we've just recently had our first child. So, uh, congrats. Thank you very much. Uh, but then a lot of the board gaming sort of slipped from the radar. So we've only just sort of been putting our feet back in, like trying to claw like half an hour here, 20 minutes there, the odd yep. hour here to play some games. And Mandala is the first game that you know, that I bought after the child, the child, um, after <laughs> the ch- he was born. And not really expecting much, but it's been, had such a massive impact on, you know, on us because it is just, we just think it's like a staggering piece of design. It's incredibly... It looks incredibly abstract. Doesn't look like it's going to really change the world or do anything. But the moment right. you start playing within that first ten minutes, it, it's w- when I'm playing a two-player game. I think I'm always looking for that moment where I'm either looking at my opponent going, "Yeah, that was good," or I'm mm-hmm. thinking, "I'm going to do something great here." <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, right. That, that moment where everything just clicks for you and your and, and your opponent and mandala just it the speed that that comes along is is incredible yeah yeah i know what you mean it seems it's very basic by just taking a peek at it and yet then it starts to unfold like you said so yeah yeah yeah, i hear you totally and, and also like one of the things i always tended to avoid is abstract games like my wife is not okay. much of a fan of of abstract stuff mainly yeah. because i always have to try and sell the game to her more than often mm-hmm. so it's lots like so Lost Cities and like Patchwork is a bit of an easier sell than yeah. like here are some abstract shapes and colors and we're going to be putting these down and right. you know, when they're six, they're going to be washed away. I always right. tend to avoid those kind of games. So I was a little bit nervous about introducing Mandala, but it's been, you know, a massive hit and it's been come to the table time and time again. That's great. 
That's awesome. Sam, w- w- do you think that'll be something that you'd play in the future with your other podcast mates, possibly? Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. I think that the beauty of the game is that it kind of fits a lot of different strategies and different mm-hmm. play styles. You can, yep. if you want to be, you can be very cutthroat and very, yeah. you know, you could really hamper and limit what your other, what your opponent is doing just to, you know, get at them if if that's your play style but if you want to sit back and just actually think strategically about just you and just gaining and hoarding your points you can do that as well right and that means that it's very very easy to show to other people because yeah. everyone's going to have a different strategy and approach to to how this game works yeah very cool and sam you do your show uh with three other gentlemen right uh, so it's four mm-hmm. of you total on on staying in right mm. yeah there's four of us so it's myself and there's Pete, and there is Chris, and there is Dan. So we yeah. all went to university together about oh, about like thirteen years ago now. And Ooh. it the podcast is has been a, basically our way of staying in touch and remaining as friends. Wow, <laughs> yeah. we we don't feel like I know your friend limit is one. Um, yeah, but we kind of you know have broken the rules in this point. We we generally thought that we would just never talk to each other again unless yeah. we had some sort of creative way of using that time forcing ourselves basically to talk to each other every two weeks so that's what yeah. the podcast has been it's our way of staying friends and if people want to join in and, and listen in then go for it <laughs> i love it that's great so that wow three other friends uh what's that like um, is that is that is that too much maybe <laughs> uh, i mean when I it comes imagine. to do when it comes to doing birthdays it's a bit too much yeah that that's a that's a bit tricky and organizing getting together is always a bit tricky mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. playing video games it to be honest, now you now you've asked me to think about it, it, it is pretty much adding complication and stress to my life. So <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Come back, come to the dark side. You know what I mean? Me, uh, we're, we're we are, um, you know, Cab uh, Darth uh, uh, Sidious, Darth Sidious. Mm-hmm. Uh, just telling you to come to come to the side of one friend. You know what I mean? That's right. Always two there are. That's a, always two there are. Wow. Yeah, but you can never, you can never play any bluffing games though. Yeah. Right. Or Good auction point. games. It's a bit difficult. <laughs> so I guess I'm not going to ask you which, but if you, you're going to have to chop off two of your friends oh, yeah. at some point. So <laughs> just start <laughs> thinking about it, Sam. Just uh, yeah, yeah you don't have to tell us now, but... Well, they'll know. They'll know. Chris Chris is my <laughs> Chris is my oldest friend. I've known I've known Chris for nearly upwards of 20 years now. So unfortunately, he knows so he's too many go. things about... He knows too much about me and I know too much about him. So we are yep. unfortunately... It's like a not really much of a friendship now, but just like a, a general pact. Uh huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Sam, now um, sand mandalas, which a lot of this game is is based on, but the ones like that they make in Tibet are, are um, destroyed symbolically to kind of mm. show that life is is fleeting and everything washes away and ceases to be and everything like that. I know that's a big part of like this game, the idea that you destroy the the mandalas uh, when they're finished. And so that brings a question to my mind, Sam, which is what is even the point of life, Sam? <laughs> what are we even doing here? Why why, I guess is the question, well, right? If, if it's if, if it's all going to get washed away. If if mandala is the if the game is taking that as a literal theme then the point of life from that point is to gather as many points as possible and yes um, but so hmm. you're just as sick in the head as andrew and i are it's good to hear another <laughs> <laughs> well no i'm not I'm, I'm just saying if you're gonna if you're gonna uh um yeah 
take your cues from Mandala the game, then that then that is the um, that is that point of life. But then I guess you could build from it slightly from there and say you know mandala is also a game about like sharing and um sort of managing the space and you know Mm -hmm. um having an experience with an opponent and isn't that what life is all about just sharing and um you know getting along with the person in front of you yeah, I guess you could see it that way. You're kind of a glass half full kind of guy. I kind of, uh, you know. <laughs> now, P- Pete only asked you that question because he knows that there's a meteor coming in shortly. Yes. So just right. like... Yeah, I feel like I got off on such a destructive note. I've got to do something <laughs> to um, to bring some peace and harmony back into the world. Oh, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to die uh, frustrated and confused. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've already had enough of that for one life, you know? <laughs> Speaking of washing away, um, mm. Sam, I believe you have done something in Mandala that that Pete and I have never done. I believe you have you have actually washed the game itself. Yes. In a... Yeah, the game board the game board is famously uh, made out of cloth, right? So technically, you could wash it. Well, not just technically. It comes it just like an ordinary. I guess I don't know if they're called something different in the U.S., but like a tea towel at home, like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, like a kitchen towel basically we refer to that as a uh, we refer to that as a diet coke towel no i don't know what we refer to in the u.s like <laughs> we refer to that as everything mountain, mountain dew towel over here we don't really drink the <laughs> yeah. tea so well much, i know well i know you have like there's like terrible towels which is the um, oh the pittsburgh steelers uh yes 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 you know that's yeah. funny um that's because everybody in pittsburgh they don't drink tea either they they just feel terrible so that's why it's called the terrible <laughs> towel is that not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know why we. I, you bring up a good point about why they're called tea towels because it's more to do. They're just like general kitchen cloth towels for yeah, yeah. Drying out. Anyway, anyway, sidetrack. So you, when you unfurl the board um, for the first time, you realise it has one of those tags on it which says, you know, wash at thirty degrees and can right. be tumble dried mm-hmm. and iron on a certain setting. And right. I took that as a challenge. <laughs> and obviously something i've never done before with a board game is actually put it in the wash yeah and but i still had that real you know heart palpitations cold sweats before doing it because if it goes wrong that's it it goes wrong money down the drain buy, yeah it's money yeah. down the drain i'm gonna have to buy another Literally. copy yeah and i'm gonna end up with you know a, a, a board with slipping edges and colors. Yeah. but i can i can report that the process was incredibly simple um huh. and um yeah it it passed off without a hitch the only problem i have is that obviously when you get the game for the first time it's been perfectly folded so it fits nice yeah. and neatly in the board like all the creases are in the right place so if you are mm-hmm. going to do it take a picture of the board beforehand so you know where the creases are because then oh, when point. i ironed it i couldn't remember where the creases were in the board <laughs> board so i've kind yes. of so even though i've got this nice neat clean version of the mandala board now it it kind of has to sort of scrunch up in the because i can't get i can't find the folds of where to get it back in perfectly (laughs) right some assembly required you know yeah exactly yeah it's is you know it's you've got to be very prepared going into that process but it's worth it right just for the just so you can say hey i cleaned this board game and you can't say that about much really that's a good point. I mean, and then you can do whatever you want with it. Once you realize that you can wash that thing, you can eat spaghetti on it and everything or <laughs> <laughs> wipe your mouth on it and everything like that because who cares? You'll just throw it in the washer. It, it's very good That's when right. you've got a four-month-old around that you've automatically yes. got some sort of absorption device on the table ready to go that can be washed yeah. if he's yeah. 
moving his arms around. And like generally cloth boards, I'm fascinated by anyway. I don't know if you played a game called Illimat, um, which has no. like a, a, a cloth board. And mm. Chris, my packed friend, he <laughs> he says it's something called haptic feedback. So Oh, um, yes. Okay. So like in the same way that you've got like haptic triggers on a PlayStation 5 controller where they're right. like the, it's giving you basically almost giving you something back to what you're putting in. Like you, you can feel like the tension and, you know, you can feel the texture of the cards moving across the mandala and the board. Yep. Um, just like you would if you're playing on like bays, like a casino or something, if you've got one of those low, like bays, like games tables. Yep. That feeling is just, there. there is something... I don't, I don't know what, but like it just it increases the elegance of the game. I think if you if yep. you were just to put Mandala on a bare table and just say right, this is it. You got like and just have like little tokens which mark the point scoring areas and another little token that was the cup. I really don't think it would be as impressive as a title. There's something about that you're playing it on on this like cloth arena which really makes everything just pop from it even the mechanics like it's, it's a very strange psychological part of the game this is i call this this is a sidetrack but i call this the backgammon effect because when mm-hmm. we covered backgammon mm-hmm. on our show i gave it a higher rating than i probably would have only because we were playing on this felt mm-hmm. uh board that came in like a briefcase you know yeah it's very uh, impressive <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's important because like all those kind of things in board game design are, are, are crucial to like how much you actually enjoy it like how much is like the game gives you satisfaction back in in terms of like how you use the mechanics but what is the game giving you back in terms of how you're actually engaging with it so currently yep. on the table set up behind me in the other room we're about to start a game of polis which is a two-player civ light heavy heavy economics and war game yeah and, yeah it's the new edition and that's all the little all the little cubes going these in these little like recessed pieces and there's just something really nice about like rolling a cube across the recesses as you're like decreasing your um resources and like as you're moving the players around that it would be if it was just like that's just a cube and that represents five wheat like it's it's really like especially the more that you get into the hobby like how the board and how the game feels to play is such a crucial part of like what games are going to be getting to the table like how much they impress me yeah no i think i think honestly i think that touch is one of the senses that we don't really focus on that much as as humans in general like outside of the bedroom i guess which is really what you associate because like think think about touching in general we hardly and anytime you even say touch i don't know maybe it's just me maybe i'm a perv but uh, i'm always like ooh, touch huh now we're talking but it's literally everything we do is is the touch sense and um like recently i've been having for work i've been having to wear you know rubber gloves or whatnot um mm-hmm. latex gloves and even even doing that for hours every day i'm like wow this is really I just, you know, you kind of take for granted how uh, the sense of touch that we have through our, our fingertips specifically. So I feel like with gaming, that is a, a just as legitimate uh, a sense as the sight of it, uh, uh, you know, as the sound of it sometimes, like speaking of backgammon, um, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think touch factors in big time. Definitely does. I, I still remember the first time I held a linen covered rule book. Mm. I don't know if you played Wingspan. Not yet. Chris got wingspan and that's got a linen rule book in it. And the oh, first time you touch that and you're just like, this is something. I mean, it's completely unnecessary, but for some reason you're just like, <laughs> I want to, can I just hold this rule book while we're, <laughs> while we're playing? Cause it's yes. incredible. 
Yeah. yeah, some and some designers are just, you know, take that into account. They seem to have tuned in, whether it's consciously or unconsciously. But like um, Stegmeier, you know, with Scythe yeah. is that way too. Speaking of Wingspan, I mean, talk about pieces that are great to touch and move. And um, That's such a satisfying game to like, when you're like, I'm going to do this action, clunk, click, yep. like slotting mm-hmm. the, the cubes in, like, I'm going to do this, like clunk, clack, right? Yeah, I'm really yes. like, it really captures that mechanical essence of the game and makes you feel like yeah. my my what I'm doing here what I'm actually the actions that I'm doing actually mean something <laughs> rather yeah. than just like sliding cubes across a random bit of cardboard and in Mandala right. when you're like slotting a card into that scoring area you really feel that sort of feedback from the board of like like snap click right this is now worth three points and like yep. clink that goes into my cup yep it really helps that game sing it's great yeah, and like you said, the board is uh, is a little bit softer, so it's it feels it's a little bit softer than like like you said compared to Scythe might be a little bit more um, kind of hard like mechanical game, and this one has more of a softer feel, so I feel like the linen lines up with that too. Yeah, definitely. We, we had covered it in the history of this game, but the publisher actually was didn't really want to publish it until they came out and said, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna have a you know a cloth." Uh board and then they said okay that's the selling point and then they decided to publish really? it because of that yeah yeah mm-hmm. Smart. yeah they were like the game you know is good and everything but i don't know if it's really worth us investing all this money into it and then once they figured out the angle of of the cloth board was kind of like a big part of it too and they said all right now we have a hook for it so yeah that's genius i didn't i didn't know that but that makes complete sense uh, Sam, I have a question for you that's going to be a bit cheeky, so don't take it personally. Obviously, it doesn't it won't uh, mean anything personally about you, but you are <laughs> British, and yeah. the Brits have a bit of a, a dodgy history with uh, with India, where mandalas are uh, very big. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you might admit the Brits have probably destroyed their fair share of mandalas over the year, maybe, you know, possibly. Would you say that being British might give you a competitive edge in a game uh, where you destroy <laughs> a lot of mandalas? Is that <laughs> kind of a I'm kind of a biting set tire guy you know what i mean sam i'm kind of a kind of a, kind of a john stewart type over here mm, yeah i mean uh, again as two folks who live in america talking about britain's colonialist past is not you know true it's... we're kind of sticking our foot in it huh yeah <laughs> <laughs> right i mean oh blimey does it give us the edge i'd say no because there is Surely, part of the the thought and the spirituality behind the mandala being destroyed is the effort that goes into making it in the first place. Uh, right. If you're just going right. around destroying whatever, then that's not the skillful part. The skillful right. part is is the actual building, is the thought, the philosophy, the spirituality behind actually, you know, the creation, the building of. Like wiping away civilization is is the easy bit. It's the right. That's difficult. That's a good point. It's unfortunately easy to destroy essentially uh, in this world, and you might think that you've won. But but the game brings up an important point, which is that you might think you've won. You know what I mean by doing something like that. But the folks who might actually win in this world are the ones who have truly built something special, right? Mm. And so especially in the U.S., England, uh, you know, hey, listen, like daughter, like mother. You know what I mean? Like son, like father. You know what I mean? We we both uh, we both have destroyed a fair amount uh, in, in this world. And I think maybe uh, what we're uh, especially realizing these days is how much that we might have seemed like we were winning, quote unquote, certain things. But in fact, we were probably losing in the long run uh, uh, in the respect of what really matters most. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're both contributing to the mandala, so uh, if you're going dis- to just destroy every mandala as soon as it comes up, sometimes that happens. You can you can destroy it real quick, but you don't mm-hmm. get as many points that way, right? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good. First. That's good symbolism as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you if you want to, you can just throw cards in and just like, nah, had enough of that, and the game will be over so quickly. Um, just doing that, and and again, there's no there's no worth in it, and I feel like mm-hmm. that is another thing that the that the game kind of teaches you is for you to really get the most out of it you've got you've got to take your time you've got to consider your options you know it's not just about completing the mandalas as quickly as as possible it's about how can you build them how can you cultivate them how can you you know if you're a very cutthroat player how can you bluff your player into making them think that they've got control of this mandala when really you've got like five black cards sitting behind you and you're going to play those next turn and then steal control on on the on the next play or how can you almost collaboratively build this wonderful object of like peace and mindfulness for me it's like there's always always a little bit of like oh that mandala's gone now you know yeah <laughs> oh yeah i've got a lot of points from it but you know that's quite a nice thing whilst it was going yes and, right and, th- and there's always a point when i play with it with my wife where we're just like you know there'll be five colors on there we all, we all know like one of us has probably got the color that's going to make this mandala pop and we'll just keep on adding cards into the central mountain and just looking at each other and just like, you know, <laughs> this is going to yes. be, this is a wonderful thing that we're building here. And, and it's not necessarily going to benefit either player, but like, we're just going to keep mm. on building until one of us finally cracks. Right. <laughs> so it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's truly, um, you know, you, you get out of it what you put into it situation for mm-hmm. sure, um, yeah. which is nice. Well, speaking of that, uh, I find this game to it's the tension is seems to be always high in this especially like you said when you got five uh colors on there ever get a little too contentious with your wife uh with this game you ever have to step back and say you know what we're done for the night (laughs) (laughs) uh no no, not quite that tends to happen usually when we're playing something like star realms Uh where it's a lot more combative where the yeah. like the action of the game is a lot more you've got to destroy your opponent. Yes. Whereas it's frustrating if, you know, I've got a big play planned and then just before I do, she completes a mandala, gets yeah. the cards, gets the first pick of the cards of the mountains that I don't. But um, immediately before you know it, a new mandala's there and started in the middle and you just carry on like the process, which again comes mm-hmm. back to like that whole philosophy, that spirituality behind the mandalas themselves, like they get washed away, but mm-hmm. it just it's another clean slate for then for you to start the process all over again. There's not unlike, yeah. you know, Star Realms where it's just like, Oh, well I was one turn away from absolutely, you know, winning this game and it's just luck that you've beaten me. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like luck really has much of a play in here. And if and if it mm-hmm. is like we're on to the next game or we're on to the next mandala straight away. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to tell Andrew. He, uh, <laughs> you know, he's he's a, ty- he's a typical Yankee. You know, he's always trying to make it into a, uh, he's trying to crush me at all times. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, and, sure. uh, and I'm always trying to say, can't we just kind of take it slow and enjoy it? And he's like, no, you know. <laughs> destroy. Yeah, that's yeah destroy. If, if you're getting angry at mandala, I think you're definitely, <laughs> it's, it's time to sit down with a glass of water and a nice comfy Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me something? Is something? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of hours yet. <laughs> okay. Well, Sam, that's that's great, man. It, it's really been uh, great talking to you as well. We we really appreciate you being on the show and and uh, and, and talking to us about Mandala and uh, sharing everything, all your opinions and 
and and your wisdom from from staying in thank you with your friends something that we uh you know maybe we'll we'll get some more friends at some point andrew we'll have to talk about this off mic but uh but i I don't know sam's kind of turning me on to the idea of how fun it is to have uh, some more friends inside but our listeners will be disappointed because then the show will be over but you know maybe (laughs) (laughs) yeah right yeah uh, it'll just transform. It'll get washed away, Andrew, and might become a new, oh, okay. a new. <laughs> I don't know about that, but okay. <laughs> but Sam, thank you so much for your for your time today, my friend. Absolute pleasure. It's, a, it's an honor to be on, and it's always great just to talk about great games that are that are really nice. Yeah, Sam. Before you go, any mm-hmm. um, where can people find your your podcast and information about any other projects that you're you're doing? Um, Stayinginpodcast.com is the website. But to be honest, if you just search for Staying In on any of your podcast apps or just search for at Staying In Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, that's that's the best way you'll find us. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Sam, all the way from across the pond. That's our first international acquaintance, I think. Oh, Um, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the (laughs) show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Milestone on the show. Thanks again, Sam, and uh, uh, talk to you later. Goodbye. That's been Sam Turner, everybody. Thanks so much, Sam. That was a nice little phone call right there. You know, that has me all worked up, Andrew, now that all that stuff that we were discussing, and my mind's kind of a buzz. I kind of need to calm it down a little bit, Andrew, and Hmm. quite frankly, I'm trying to meditate on this. Meditate on this. Okay, so this is the segment where, uh, you know, you've just played a really frustrating game of Mandala against your friend. You're feeling the the anger coming through, right? In this segment, we're going to be meditating and uh, trying to help you as well as as ourselves kind of find our center and, uh, you know, get back to a little bit of calm peace here um, so that, you know, we don't have so many uh, tense feelings. Andrew and I are going to guide you. Take your hand a little bit and and bring bring you to peace and tranquility if you will. Okay, listeners, and I need you to relax, relax your body, shake it out maybe, loosen up, get rid of all the bad vibes. Focus on my voice for a second as you find your center, and I'm going to need you to just breathe in, focus on your breathing, Don't look at the four green cards that your opponent just put in that field, effectively winning that mandala. Just let that thought float away, even though you lost that mandala just now. Just let it float away as you breathe out. Now we're going to imagine all the negative energy that you have. We're going to imagine that negative energy just flowing out of your fingers. Right? It doesn't matter that your opponent just played orange in his field. There's always the other mandala. That's why there are two on the board. Oh, orange is also there. Okay, well, not to worry. All of this worthless orange in your hand is not irritating to you at all. Just let it wash away. And listeners, I'm gonna need you to take another deep breath in and let your eyes close almost fully so that You don't see that your opponent is about to get first pick at three cards that they have that are worth three points each on their side. Okay, it's better to look inside yourself than at all the points that you just let them have because of your stupid last turn. Keep looking inside yourself. Now I want you to imagine that you are somewhere peaceful. 
you're on a beach, you're in a hammock, and you don't want to end this mandala. You don't want to destroy this mandala just yet. You want to let it live. Let it breathe. Just keep building that mandala for one more round. Keep nurturing this mandala. Right there, see, excellent, yes. Now let it go again, one more round. Just one more round, staying calm. Oh, son of a, okay, even though you're, no, your opponent just destroyed it. Just deep breath, no big deal. Okay. And as you take another deep breath in, I'm gonna need you to empty your mind and definitely don't think about the smug look on Andrew's skinny little face looking like he weighs about as much as one of these playing cards, grinning because the cards he just took and, okay, and then just breathe out. Okay, now we're all going to let the constant memory of the, the 20 bucks that Pete still owes you from last summer, we're just gonna let that memory just wash out of your mind. It doesn't matter at all doesn't matter at all, Pete, that he owes you 20 bucks from last summer at the baseball game, and he said he would pay, but it doesn't matter at all. That memory is gone. And breathe in, listeners, and free your mind of the fact that Andrew's beating you, and he probably just cursorily scanned the instruction booklet between building a block fort with his child, and yet he's still beating you, and he's saying stuff like, I still don't think I know how to play this game, and it's like, yeah, sure, it looks like it, bud, with all the points you have over there, and breathe out. We need to focus our minds now on the things in life that do matter. Right? And winning this game is not one of those things. Winning this game does not matter. It's all about just the experience of enjoying a good time with a friend. Okay, Pete? It's just about enjoying a good time with a friend. Winning doesn't really matter. Uh, even though that friend keeps ruining your beautiful mandala every time you make it and you think it's wonderful. They just keep stealing all your points that you thought were yours. Those cards should be in your cup. It's time to stand up. And stand up for what's yours and take it back take it back and take a deep breath right just take a deep breath and after you let that breath out listeners i'm gonna need you to take another deep breath in and make sure your mind is a blank slate and definitely not filled with how andrew's got a nice life going for him and he'll probably have a pension and you're going to be 70 and you're going to be looking back on these days realizing that instead of losing to andrew at a game about circles you could just have been mustering up some sort of ambition in your life to further any career at all in something that would actually pay you money and you can just let that breath out and let it out <sighs> okay and listeners, you should now be feeling super relaxed and just in a state of tranquility. Now, in your mind, I want no questions left in your mind, except for one simple question. Two could play this game, but should they? Two could play this game, but should they? 
All right, Andrew, let's go ahead and get to the real meat of the issue here. What do we think of this game in terms of numbers, baby, on a scale from zero to 100? <laughs> yes, in this segment, we're going to talk about how sure we are that two people should play this game from 0% sure to 100% sure. What do you think, Andrew? You want to go first? Yeah, I feel like I've been burying the lead a little bit here. I'm not a huge fan of this game. Wow. I think I Yeah, well, I think it's a good game. Uh, like it's well made. I, I think the linen, uh, board is a nice touch. You know, the artwork is great and all, but I don't know. I just felt like it's too, it's just not for me because I think it's just too stressful. This, this should be like, you know, when you're doing like, uh, what did we do? Patchwork. That's about like art. You're creating something. And we said that how peaceful that one was. Cause you're kind of working on that one was things. very peaceful. Yeah. This one is just all about interfering with your partner's plans. And I, I yeah. I like that to a certain extent, but when the entire game is that, I don't know. It just it's too much for me. I want to enjoy myself a little bit and feel like I have some control. I felt I felt out of control a lot during this game. Uh, yeah, I felt like you were out of control a lot during this game too, Andrew. I was <laughs> I was calling I was about to call the police. <laughs> it is my intervention. <laughs> um, but I I do think it's a well made game, and it, it's it's just not for me. It might be for some people, but I think it's pretty stressful. A game is supposed to be like yeah. meditative and monks making a nice piece of artwork. I think it's way too stressful for that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I get yeah. I gave it just a little bit more than half. I get, I'm going with 52 percent sure that two people should play this game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, it makes makes sense to me, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, I, I there were people in the reviews who were saying there was like a small handful of them saying that this was like oh a zen experience or something like that, and it's like no, nah, <laughs> I do disagree with you there. This is like definitely a very like direct confrontation two player game. Yes. Patchwork, like you said, seemed like we were kind of both working on our own thing. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. and uh, and and we would only like look up at what the next piece the person was taking was kind of thing and be like, oh, I wish I had that one. But right. anyway, I've still got my own thing going and I like it. You know what I mean? Whereas this one's right. like a direct, like, I need to stop you to help me kind of thing. So there is a lot of confrontation, I would say, in this game. So I get it. But I, I don't mind that personally. Mm -hmm. uh, rubbing your rubbing your <laughs> uh, you know snout in, into the pee on the carpet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Andrew, I gave it a 72%. So yeah. I'm 20 points higher than you, wow. I'd say. I, I did like it. I did like this game, honestly. Uh, I thought it was a good abstract. Mm -hmm. And I liked I liked me some hand management, you know? Yeah. And I like how simple the gameplay is, and yet there's still a fair amount of tactics to consider. You know what I mean? It's not just, like, completely one-dimensional. Yeah. Um, so it kind of, like, there's stuff under the surface. The, the surface seems, like, very simple. It's like, no, these cards don't even have words or numbers on them. There's just pictures you when yeah. you when you look at a picture of this game you're like what is this thing you know what i mean it's right. just th there's just like six different images and then there's just multiples of those and that's how you play this game and and uh, so i think at, at first glance you're just like why would i ever be interested in this but there actually is gameplay mechanics here that i think are very interesting and cool personally it looks great you know, it feels good in my opinion, and you do have to do that thing where there's a certain amount of chance with the draw from the cards, but you have to balance that with the strategy of you know making the best choice with what you have, which uh, which can be a good thing. And, and it plays real fast, uh, yes. so I mean, uh, I, this yes. might be one of the fastest games we've ever played, Andrew. Honestly, because we got tons of you know games under our belt in a very short period of time with yeah. this one. 
I think the only game that plays faster than this that I can think of would be the one that's just off by one letter, right? Mancala is just uh, faster than this game, probably. But, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That one, that one's fast, too, and I like that one a lot, too. I, I, I think I think the good thing about being fast, essentially, is just that, like, hey, you know, you can put this one in between games, or you could play this one, you can make this the main game of the night, but you jump to something else periodically as well, so yeah. it gives it a lot of, you know, options for you for how to utilize it, maybe, in, like, a game night, which is cool. Once you play it a few times, like we said, you do get start to get better at it, so I think there is some mm-hmm. merit in making a whole game night out of it. I just think by the end of yeah. a whole game night of this, you're going to be fuming uh, and very angry, uh, because it's, at least me, <laughs> I just... I turn to like the Hulk when I uh, play this game. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people make comparisons to like Lost Cities with this game, but oh, okay. I th- I personally think that you know Lost Cities is 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 a lot better. I, I I'd yeah. rather play Lost Cities. That's no, wh- that's why I have it like you know not nine points higher in in my rating, yeah. uh, my personal rating of it. But I I don't I really don't mind playing it at all. In fact, I. I uh, it, this is one of those games where I would play again, no problem, if somebody wanted to. I just, I don't know that I would make the entire night out of it. I'd probably right. play two or three rounds of it and then be like, I'm good, let's maybe do something else. And and also, uh, kind of the main thing that keeps it for me from being higher, I guess, maybe, is it partly due to the fact that I don't, I don't really think the theme feels right. You know, I've been kind yeah. of poking at this the entire time, but it does feel just feel kind of odd that you're you know putting down these pieces of of art specifically religious art but even just art in general and then just like i don't know using them as uh, like uno cards basically it just seems i don't know it just seems kind of odd and you're not you're you're like you're you're like slapping down miniature depictions of mandalas within like a bigger mandala it's just like there's something that's off about the whole thing you know what i I mean it doesn't it doesn't fully line up you know what i mean it's like they tried to do something very ambitious with this and different which is cool but it just didn't fully connect with me or just in general i think in the game and so honestly i didn't feel myself like immersed in the game very much at all you know what i mean because there was no theme that really drew me in and made me feel like i was doing something specific other than just playing a card game yeah i i got I forgot to mention that earlier, but I, I also got a little bit confused about, like, are we making one mandala or multiple little ones? It it, it just feels like a little forced with the theme. You're right. And I think, I know yeah. every I know every game nowadays have to have, like, some creative theme, but um, you could just do this on your own if you got a few decks of cards, marked one of them up or something like that. Um, actually, I guess you wouldn't even, you know, you probably would. You need to back on them. But, yeah, you could just make your own version of this, and it wouldn't have to be about anything. It's just a card game, you know? Just, uh just use the suits or something like that. The skeleton of the game mechanic is is there, and I think pretty good. But the um, the the skin across this one, you know what I mean? The yeah. the uh, the Terminator uh, skin across the exoskeleton of the <laughs> T T one hundred or whatever right. is a little bit off, in my opinion. This is kind of an Edgar suit situation right. where something's a little bit off with what's going on here you remember the part in the terminator uh, this always like but i had nightmares about that you remember that part where he like pokes out his own eye and he's like looking in the mirror and his eye falls oh in the, yeah, in the yeah, yeah 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 uh, now that you brought that up <laughs> i'm, I'm gonna think about that all night jeez oh, louise thanks <laughs> well good i'm glad to, uh, well good i'm glad to hear it maybe maybe once i think that you're asleep i'll send you a picture of it uh, <laughs> just kidding i love you you know what i mean ah, i'm not gonna be doing that to you and listeners definitely don't send it to us not just kidding <laughs> <Definitely> <laughs> Don't send it to our emails at uh, two can play that game podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Definitely don't tag us in pictures of it, you know, at uh, at two play that pod on Twitter or on Instagram at two can play that game podcast. But Andrew, overall, what I'm trying to say is 
I think if you really wanted to make a, a game about making mandalas, I actually think you could pursue that and make something really cool and interesting. But what they did was they already had a mechanic and they kind of stuck with that and then yeah. figured they laid this theme over it. So anyway, yeah. like I said, just didn't feel fully immersed in it. So just stopped at 72% for me. But Andrew, now that we have both of our scores, let's average those babies together and see where it falls on our leaderboard. Leaderboard. Okay, we're going to take a look at the big old leaderboard. If you want to take a look at our leaderboard at home, you can go to to twocanplaythatgamepodcast.tumblr.com. You can see our leaderboard. You can see our ongoing chess moves and links to all of the uh, places where you can listen to this show that you're already listening to. So congratulations. Mm. Uh, So anyway, we're going to take my 52 and Pete's 72. We're going to average those together. And right right in the middle is going to be 62% sure that two should play Mandala. Wow. So uh, we're in that in that upper part again, but the upper part yeah. is, is pretty big. We're actually in the bottom of the upper part. Uh, Mandala is going to come in at number 17 on our leaderboard out of 22. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. So, I mean, like you said, it, it's like it's above 50. So, yeah. I mean, that's in and of itself a milestone for it. You know, it's not dog trash or whatever right but uh but it ain't it ain't rolling with the big dogs i mean in right. fact it's right in between onitama and twixt two games that honestly i don't really care that that much for you know what uh-huh. i mean so you and i kind of did the reverse here this is this is a sandwich this is a um this is a the other guy's sinking the game sandwich i'd say yeah i personally like twixt a lot more than uh, those games. yeah and, and actually well, I like, and you I liked like onitama I, here, right. according like, to this score yeah i do like onitama that was, i sunk both of those yeah you did and you saw su- and you sunk this one so it's like hey you know what i see you sunk my battleship and yeah. you know what i mean and then we and then battle, we lean in battleship um, is, uh, and shake hands battleship is only and battleship by the way yeah. let's tune in with that it is uh, second from the bottom absolute utter trash we, we, um, we got to uh, do a battleship check in every once in a while just make sure see how they're doing every now and then you got to check in on a battleship make sure it's still trash yep it is it's still down there at the bottom of the sea next to the uh titanic down there so uh not to worry yep still good absolute wreckage and to me andrew that's pretty cool my question is are we cool Are we cool? After playing this game, are we cool? We got to figure out how many points did our friendship go up or down. You know, we always got to measure our friendship in points. We only got one friendship. Yeah, very true. We got to keep track of it. We got to keep track of this friendship here. You know, we got to keep communication open, me and you, Andrew. That's right. And we're going to do it right in this segment, right, right here. You know what I mean? We're direct. We're looking right at each other, right in each other's eyes, you know, yeah. fig- figuratively, metaphorically here and going, uh... How are we doing? You know what I mean? Let's tune in with each other. This segment was actually recommended to us by our friendship therapist that we see every once in a while. I said, wait, wait, why don't you go ahead and rate your friendship every time you play a game? Like, oh, okay, good idea. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, our spouses are uh, furious that we <laughs> are spending our money on friendship therapy and not couples therapy. But, uh, well, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Hey, I don't know. I've known you a long time, Andrew. You know, that's commitment. <laughs> Andrew... And here's a commitment to you, bud. I think we went up by two points in this game. Really? Why do you say that? I, uh, I, well, you know, I know you're gonna, I know you think there's a lot of confrontation and whatnot, <laughs> hmm, but, okay, uh, but honestly, I think, I think we, I think we, I think we have a good time looking at this artwork here, Andrew, and, and, uh, and we can talk during it because there it's, it's just simple enough that you kind of talk a, a little bit and have a conversation, mm. but then you kind of go quiet and look at your cards and figure out your next move or something like that. But it's not, it doesn't take up 
your entire concentration. Know what I mean? So I don't know. It's uh, you know you got you got little nice artwork to look at. You got cool things to touch with the game board, and you got a warm smile across the board in your friend. To me, mm. that sounds kind of nice. Plus two points. That's so nice. Um, unfortunately, I don't think you bought enough GameStop stock there because I'm about to hedge this down a bit. Uh, we're g- <laughs> that joke will. And this is going to come out this way, way after way that. Way after that. Um, so, you know, whatever. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think you hedged your bets enough there is what I'm trying to say. I would say our friendship went down by three because this game makes me furious. It really does. And um, I never want to... Wow. Because of all the reasons that I said, it's just uh, you're just constantly messing up my m- I just want to make a, me- a piece of art in peace. And you're just constantly, uh, you know, trying to get in my way. And I don't like it. The whole game is that. And uh, I, wow. even when I win, I'm like, man, that was a hard fought battle. And I don't want to have to fight my friend that much. So, uh, yeah, minus three. Yeah. Minus well, I appreciate that at least. Yeah. You know, if I knew, if I had known that you hate this game so much, I would have put the segment toss it in here and we would have tossed this one i don't hate this game as much as i i i hate playing it against you no <laughs> jeez that's really rough uh <laughs> <laughs> just tossing me <laughs> oh we're, we're getting to the next segment toss pete you know what i mean how far can you toss pete i'm like suddenly find myself pinned down by harry potter and uh <laughs> battleship on the on the ocean floor Andrew's Andrew's tying uh, Andrew's Andrew's tying uh, bags to my feet, and they're filled with Battleship and Harry Potter. And I'm like, wait, hold on, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Mafia style, mafia hit style. Andrew's. Uh, yeah. Well, if you if I ever show up to your place with a Harry Potter card game and a Battleship in my hands, you know it's you know it's going down. So. I better run. <laughs> yeah, I better run. You know what I mean? Just make sure your your things are your orders, your affairs are in order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrew, speaking of which, we better run, bud. That's right. Uh, let's get let's get out of here, Andrew. And you guys should go ahead and tune in next time. Unless you get another friend, of course. Oh, that's right. You can't tune in here if you get another friend. So that's uh, you're going to want to tune into a different podcast. It's called I Speak for the Threes. That's where they review those, yeah. those three-player board games from the point of view of Dr. Seuss's Lorax character. Yeah, Andrew, this is a real odd podcast I stumbled upon. It's kind of from the Lorax's point of view, so um, <clears throat> might not be for everybody. You know what I mean? Jeff Bezos probably hates it. You know what I mean? He's probably <laughs> no, like I... this hippie communist. You know, Lorax. You know, right. he's fuming. I got gotcha. you. I mean, it's a unique take Elon on board Musk games. Elon Musk is right? uh, listen to it high or whatever. It's really just yeah, unique take on board games. It's really kind of ecocentric. You know what I mean? It's yeah. always he's always talking about how it's going to affect the trees, basically. So well, Mandala is perfect for that actually because it's you know well it's two player though. They don't because there's no uh, cardboard yeah. involved, you know. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a three-player version, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Plus, it does it all in rhymes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean.